Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to the book of Mark, chapter number 10. We uh, won't keep you long, I don't think, and we're just going to obey God. Appreciate the Holy Spirit tonight. It's been a good place to be. We hear it a lot, and it's said a lot, but I, I also believe it. I, you know, I could leave right now and say it's been good. It's been good for me to be in his house. Appreciate the presence of God. Um, I'm addicted to it. I'll confess it. I need that more than anything else in the world, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunities he's given me to come out and and in, in such a good crowd as this on a Sunday night just thrills my heart. But I just appreciate the Lord being here. Um, my, that makes all the difference in the world. Um, you say, well, you use God as a crutch. Well, when you're crippled, you need one. Um, I need him. I need him every hour. Um one man said it like this. He said, I'm just not so sure about that song, I Need Him Every Hour. He said, they 59 more minutes in there. Um, I need him every minute. I need him always. Mark chapter number 10. It's going to read tonight, beginning at verse number 46. And they came to Jericho, and he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the way, the highway side begging. When he'd heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Father, thank you for these truths, for the constant reminding of what we constantly forget. Help us, we pray, with the unction of your spirit and speak just what need be spoken. Lord, help us to hear it, not to be just hearers, but doers. Forgive us where we failed, and as we hunger for this truth tonight, we pray for your direction in it. We yield and trust you as we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The story of blind Bartimaeus is certainly common uh, for churchgoers. We've heard it all of our lives and certainly read it as many a time and heard people preach about it and talk about it. And and certainly one of the greatest miracles that 
uh, we can read about in the Word of God was a man that was blind and uh, the, Jesus spoke and he was able to see. So there's certainly a lot simply within the story itself. But um, I have a different motive tonight, an agenda to share with you. And, um, it's a bit grave indeed. Uh, I don't. I want to share this tonight as if uh, this was blind Bartimaeus's last opportunity, his last hope, if you'd have it. Um, now, this man's problem was he couldn't see. And uh, if he'd have never been made to see, if he'd had to live blind the rest of his life, that ain't the end of the world. There's blind people today that they'll never see down here. They'll not see until they get to heaven if they're born again. But blind Bartimaeus, I believe he was, it was his last call. And somehow or another, he knew this. There was a reason that he was so insistent, I believe. There was, there was something that compelled him in his heart, and he was unwilling to be quiet. I thank God that I got to that place one day that the Holy Spirit arrested my heart in such a way that I recognized that it was now or never. Now, I don't know if God would have ever given me another chance or not. Uh, knowing my God, he probably would have. But I sure thank him for the urgency of the Spirit that I felt when I got under conviction. I'm grateful to God that there was there was a sense of emergency that night that I got lost. That instant that I got in trouble. And you say, well, what was it that caused you to get in trouble? Well, I can only say that I believe it was the same thing that happened to blind Bartimaeus. His mind and his own business, he's sitting in the same spot on the highway side begging. And yet what the scripture said was that he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming his way. <laughs> when you get to hear it, not just with the ears, but when the heart begins to hear that Jesus is coming, that Jesus is near, that the very thing that you need more than anything else in this world, he is upon you, there'll be a sense of urgency that will arrest your spirit and it will create in with you a something that cries out unto God. I, I don't have much for folks just making a statement of faith. If you want to get saved, I think it's something a little bit more dramatic than that. Now, I'm not talking about fire from heaven. I'm not talking about lights shining down and knocking you off your beast. What I'm talking about is the Holy Spirit of God that arrests your soul and it strips you of everything you knew and informs you of what you need to know, which is you're blind and you'll always be blind without Jesus. Amen. That's what we need. We need a spirit of conviction among us that when a lost man or woman is sitting in the midst, it arrests them and it shows them the urgency of their condition. 
Now, I have no idea. I've not studied it enough here in this particular passage to tell you for sure if Jesus ever passed that way again. But I can tell you for Bartimaeus, what he understood was as far as he was concerned, this was the last time he'd ever get this opportunity. Now, I don't know about you, but I can say that this will be the last day for some folks. It may not be of this crowd. I hope to God it ain't. But I don't know. This may be the last night that some of you ever get to sit in a service. May be the last time that you ever hear a gospel message. It may be the last opportunity you have to sit among people of God that love you and care for your soul. But more than that, it may be the last time that the Lord Jesus Christ passes by your house, passes by your soul. There was something that happened to Bartimaeus. Oh, I'm glad that that's what happened to me. I'm glad that that's what took place in my soul when I was arrested by the Holy Spirit of God and convinced of my sin and made clear that Jesus was my only hope. Oh, to God that people could get to that condition. That place spiritually, that place where they recognize that apart from Christ, they're going to die lost without God. Bartimaeus had got to that point, and I believe everybody in here that's been born again, if you were truly saved, you got to that point too. Amen. Our testimonies may be different in circumstances, but I can tell you ultimately they all have the same flow. I got lost before I got saved. And Jesus did the part that made me get lost, and he did the part that made me get saved. There's a commonality of testimony, whether or not you have a past that goes way back and deep into the sin of this world, or whether or not you were just a child like me who had been raised and introduced to God early on. Regardless of your condition, there has to be a desperate place that your soul gets to to ever want to be saved. People don't just get saved according to the gospel. Isaiah said, no man seeketh after God. No man's chasing after God. If you think in the flesh that you're going to somehow just begin to long for God in the flesh, let me tell you something, it won't happen. You're living a dangerous and confused life if you think for some minute that you'll just decide on your own to get saved. It won't happen. It won't happen. Men don't get saved on their own. Something has to happen. The Bible said for Bartimaeus, I don't suspect that his day started any different than any other day. He didn't have any any pre-knowledge that Jesus was coming by that I'm aware of. But what I do read in the scripture is that as he sat there, as he had always sat there before, someone told him that Jesus was coming. Somebody shared with him of the good news that Christ was on his way. Someone had shared with him that the healer is coming by. The one that can make the blind to see, uh, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear and the dead to rise again he's strolling our streets today 
Something inspired this man Bartimaeus to begin thinking about his own condition. Something arrested his conscience and and bore in him an emergency, an urgent situation that he realized that if Jesus comes this way, I've got to try. I've got to reach out for him. I've got to call to him. I've got to do something to get to Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but let me be clear. I'm going to tell you, I believe according to the scripture that that a man has to get in that place to ever be born again. I don't believe me in the flesh or you in the flesh will just somehow or another decide, well, Jesus is a good solution to my problem. I'm just going to reach out and take him. No, everybody I know that ever really got saved, they got saved out of desperation. They recognized that they were lost and they were on their way to hell and Jesus was the only remedy for that and the one that told them wasn't a preacher, it was the Holy Ghost of God through a preacher or through a song or through something that arrested them and brought them to the realization that they simply needed Jesus in their own heart. Now there's been many people that walked right by their last opportunity. There's been many a people that said no to the last hope that they would ever get. The Bible tells us of a woman, I believe in the book of, of Mark as well, a woman who had an issue of blood. The Bible said that for 12 years she had been trying her best to survive that condition. And as her last resort, she heard Jesus was coming by. The scripture said that she had spent all that she had. She didn't have nothing left. Amen. I'm glad when he found me, I didn't have nothing left. The old song says, in my hand, no price I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. I don't have nothing to offer God. I don't have anything that merits the favor of the Almighty. But may I say to you today, when he comes your way, favor has come your way. When Jesus comes to your house, The Bible said this woman, having spent all that she had, she knew this was her last chance. I wonder tonight, I wonder if some of you are feeling in your heart, this is my last chance, and I know it. Oh, listen to me. You don't have to go away from here undone. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, I know what his will is concerning you. His will is that you be saved. It's not his will you perish and spend eternity in hell. He sent his son to die for you. He has proven his love for you. And I can assure you, he wants to save you. But I wonder, are you desperate enough to get saved? Are you lost enough to need Need Jesus to save you. Are you sick enough to call the doctor? No, this woman that had the issue of blood, the Bible said that she heard that Jesus was coming by. Similar situation to Bartimaeus. Both of them was in a position where no one else could help them. You understand that's where you're at tonight, don't you? Listen, friend, the only thing that you can do to escape the penalty of hell is to be born again. You can't get out of this alive. You can't escape the penalty and the torment of that awful place unless you're saved. This is an urgent plea tonight. This woman who had the issue of blood, she was fixing to bleed out. 
Her days were numbered. She probably had but little hours left of her life. She didn't have any more strength. And yet she heard that Jesus was coming through. I believe I know what she was thinking in her mind. It's my last chance. This is my only hope. And she said to herself, if I could just touch his garment. I don't have to get his attention. I don't have to call his name. He don't have to stop. He don't have to say anything. He don't have to touch me. I just need to touch his garment. If I can just touch his garment, I can be made whole. I know I can be made whole. Oh, to God that you'd see tonight that there's hope in Jesus. There's hope, you see, the very thing, the grace that taught me to fear, it also revealed to me that he'd saved me. The very thing that convinced this woman that her hope was gone was the thing that gave her hope to believe. And the Bible said as Jesus passed by, she pressed through the crowd. With whatever little strength this woman had, she pressed through the crowd. And as he passed by, her little hand just touched his garment as he went by. And in that instant, she was immediately made whole. I don't know about you, but that's how salvation does it. Hey, man, it's not a 12-step process. It's something that just happens when you surrender, when you realize that he's your only hope, and you reach out for God. The transaction's nearly done. It happens that quick. That quickly, this woman was healed, and the Bible said Jesus immediately stopped, knowing that virtue had just left his body he looked around and there was a crowd of people thronging him they were everywhere touching him and Jesus turned around he said who touched me his disciples said Lord the multitude throngs thee everybody here has touched you how can you say who touched he said somebody touched me he wasn't talking about a physical touch you see No, he was talking once again with something that went right over the disciples' head. He said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody got what they needed. (laughs) Somebody was desperate enough to find the healer. And they got what they were after. I got to know who it is. Who touched me? The Bible said Jesus turned around and looked at her. He (laughs) There ain't no question that he knows who needs him. He knows right now. He knows you're sitting here, and he knows in your soul you're desperate, and he knows what's rolling around in your little brain is that this may be my last opportunity. I may never get to call on God. I may not live another day. Whatever's going through your heart, if the Holy Spirit has brought you to this place, that suddenly there is something urgent in your heart to get to Jesus, friend. Run, get to Jesus just as fast as you can. She pressed and she touched him. Who touched me? And knowing as he looked at her that she was known of him, she she began to tell him that story. The same thing with Bartimaeus. When, When Bartimaeus heard the crowd, see, he couldn't see what was happening. And I'd like to say tonight that, listen, friend, if you're here and you're lost, I know sometimes you feel like an outsider, especially when you come into a place like this. People are shouting and, and, 
and praising God and their hands going up and amens all over the house and people crying like babies and laughing at the same time and you're thinking, what in the world? What's going on? But that's part of what will get you to the place that you really need to be. Bartimaeus couldn't see it either. Amen. There was stuff going around all all around him. Things were going on. And Bartimaeus couldn't see it. He could just hear it. Oh, that you could hear what's going on. You don't have to see it. It ain't necessary. You understand with the eyes what's taking place. But if you can hear with your heart, you'll know when he's close enough. You'll know when he's near Jesus of Nazareth is coming through Bartimaeus. The healer has come to our city. He's walking down the street. He's getting near. And the crowd, the rumble, the roar of the people as, as that crowd began to go and get closer and closer to Bartimaeus. And the Bible said that he just started crying out. <laughs> he didn't know which direction he was. He couldn't see him with his eye. God is invisible, friend. You don't ever get saved, amen, with your eyes on Jesus. You get saved with your heart on Jesus. And there he was crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. He didn't know which way to holler. All he could do was as best he could figure out where the crowd was. And he cried out, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Wouldn't have done him any good to get up and run. He couldn't see him. He didn't know how to get to him. Oh, it's a perilous thing when a man gets lost. When you get truly lost, when you're tossed, hey man, on that spiritual ocean of recognizing that I'm going down without Christ and you can't see him. Listen, what you can do though is you can cry out to God and he'll be there. He'll be there. Bartimaeus cried out and he cried out and he cried out to the point it had got annoying to those that were around him. Oh, that people could cry out to God today. That they'd get so lost. That they'd weep and cry out to God. Bartimaeus made his plea as loud as he made. He, that's all he had was a voice. But with all that he could, that all that he could holler, he said, have mercy on me. <laughs> Oh, you're fixing to get saved when you get that way. When you get to the place you recognize the only hope is that Jesus have mercy on you. Brother, you're fixing to get saved. You're fixing to know what we know about him. You're fixing to find out that the Lord Jesus Christ loves sinners. They told him, hush. Quit hollering. This is an important man. Don't bother him. You know what Bartimaeus did? That just fired him up the more. Amen. When you get lost, it's an important man you need him. When you get lost and you need Christ, amen, you're needing the most high. You're needing the one that can save you from your condition. 
Jesus, he cried out the louder. <laughs> I don't know how he cried out the louder because he was squalling to begin with. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus. You know what the Bible said Jesus did? He stood still. He stopped. He stopped. He stopped and he said, bring him to me. Then they run over and said, oh, be of good cheer. He's calling for you. Very ones that's telling him to shut up are the ones now saying, oh, good grief, he's calling you. You ought to be happy now. They brought Bartimaeus to Jesus and he just had one question. He said, what do you want me to do? What do you need? You see, people think getting saved is hard. That it's some kind of great big theological, biblically founded prayer. I tell you right now, it's just the heart speaking what it needs. And that's all Jesus asked him. He said, what would you have me to do? Well, that was simple. He said that I might receive my sight. And Jesus looked at him and he said, go out thy way. He said, your faith hath made you whole. And immediately he began to see. And then followed Jesus in the way. Now it didn't seem that hard for old Bartimaeus to go from blind To not blind. All he had to do was ask. But he had to get into a place that was so desperate that he would cry out in spite of every hearing person, in spite of every stray thought or other person that might look upon him, that that might cause an embarrassment or anything to him. He cared not at this point. You see, when I got saved, I I just didn't care who else was in the building. When I got so lost that I needed Jesus more than I needed anybody else, nobody else really mattered. And then all I had to do was just ask because Jesus had stood still for me that day. Come get us home. Let me ask you a question tonight. Has Jesus stood still for you tonight? Are you here tonight and you know that you're lost and and the turmoil that you feel in your troubled heart has brought you to this condition where you know now it is urgent? That you are desperate. That apart from this moment, there may never be another moment. Are you at that place? Are you at the place that you're willing to cry out, Jesus, save me? And not care what anybody else thinks. Are you at the place that you're willing to jump up from your seat and run to an altar and cry out and say, Lord, forgive me and save me today? That's how we all got saved. That's how we all got there. 
that very that very specific place of desperate longing and needing of Christ. You got to be lost to get saved. Are you lost now? Has the Spirit of God and the Word of God convicted you and brought you to that place that you're lost now? And you know if you die, you're going to miss heaven. You better come. Alfred, I don't know if Jesus had ever passed by Bartimaeus again. I know this about the woman that had the issue of blood. She was going to be dead. She wasn't going to live but just a very short amount longer. Say, preacher, but I'm healthy. Do you know they bury healthy people? I don't reckon death cares whether you're healthy or sick. When God says, your day is done, you're going to leave. Virginia, we've only really one purpose. Whether you go... Go or don't go. I'm going to heaven. Everybody feel the way I do? I'm going to heaven because Jesus saved my sorry soul one day. And I've just one reason to be here. That's to tell you he loves you too. And oh, how I want to be there. On that day when you get so desperate that you don't care if there's 10 people here or a million people here, you start crying out for Jesus. Because I'll get to see something happen that day. Then he said it was like a fog. I don't know what it takes to get you lost, but you got lost that night. First time you'd ever been lost. You got lost. Just like that. He got saved. But he had to get lost. I just want to know if you're lost. So I'm sure trying to introduce you to Jesus. He can help you tonight. He'll change you forever. He'll make you his. And he'll take you to home one day. Oh, if you're lost, would you come? You just got to be lost to be saved. I just want to know if you're lost. If you need Jesus, why don't you come? Bow before him. Repent of your sin and ask him to be your savior. I promise you that's all it'll take. Go ahead.